signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Hard-running. Exciting. Thrilling. Finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wester. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy. This is handsome Jimmy Vane, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys. I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? The Doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the tune-in app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. Kenyon Giles, KG hasn't scored. He lets fly a three, got it! He doesn't think about the last shot, he just worries about the current one, and it's a one-point game, 55-54. And I just look at his expression, he is confident right now, and I hate to say it, Rick, but I called that. You did. I don't hate to say it. You don't hate to say it, you love to tap yourself on the shoulder. 3.51 3.51 to go. Christmas working oh, underneath. Yeah, he lowered his elbow into the chest of Shaq. Missed the layup. Rebound by Antoine. He's going to go to the goal and slam it home. And that's going to blow the roof off the Edmund Center. 3.38 to go. Griff Aldridge timeout. And the Highlanders have retaken the lead. 56-55. What a night it was in the Edmund Center last night. 
Happy Friday, everybody. The finally Friday edition. We got to the end of the week. And if you're a Radford Highlander, well, you got to the end of the week in grand style. Big win last night, 63-59. Capacity crowd at the Dedman Center. We have BDST legal counsel Richie Davis in studio. <laughs> he brought bacon. But primarily Highlander <laughs> fan. Man. That was so much fun. He brought Gus, the Superdog, the official mascot of the show. I mean, we're just going all official here today. <laughs> I mean, you know it's a big win when I see Gus the next day. You can call us up on the Baker Team hotline if you were there, and I'm sure many of you may have been. 639-4900. Text line's open 744-2990. Jen and uh, Mike Ashley in hour number three. But um, there will be no... Great night. Nothing. Uh, I mean, this is the first time that Jen and Mike are going to be... <laughs> you know, stood up in the big dog sports talk because this first hour is going to be, I mean, if, if, it's, if it's not the power hour, it is absolutely the arrival the of pre-power Darius hour. Nichols era because as much as we've gone through this uh, and, and our affection for this guy being a hometown hero, to do that in your hometown, you know, to come back home and to get that place electric against the defending champion and a, a really, really, that game was played at a high level, Rick. It was for the entire 40 minutes. I mean, it felt like an in, uh, a Big South Conference tournament final game is what it felt like. And the atmosphere resembled that because I think the last time we've had that kind of noise was probably pre-hideous uh, virus protocols, and that's when... Of course, Carleek hit the shot, right? I mean, yeah. that place was right. And that was different because that was a community fill-out with 4,000 people. Last night, the students, boy, they showed out, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, would, I would just, yeah, everybody deserves a pat on the back. But just going back to Darius, how special is it that uh, you, you went to high school in Rafford, you took the team to the, to the state uh, Final Four, didn't get it done, you know, but it, but it started the era, you know, it started everything. So he becomes this high school basketball star with his dad being this incredible local hero. And then uh, he and his brother decide to come back home and has, and Darius and Shane are, you know, I mean, think about brothers being able to come back and be on the staff and work so well together. And just uh, after the game, uh, I gave Shane a big old hug. I mean, he's walking right by me. Uh, at the end of the game, and it, that was just that was so cool because here these guys are just looking around and seeing some of that magic that uh, Raff University sometimes brings. And you mentioned uh, Carleek and and the atmosphere there. I mean, it wasn't quite that, but man, it was close, and that place was rocking, and I was loving it. And afterwards, you and I started talking. And I was like, man, this this deserves a bacon morning. <laughs> it does. It does. And I just want to celebrate. And we've got bacon. Yes. We've got lots of bacon. And I'm eating some right now. <laughs> and you know what? It's even, you know why? Mm. Uh, so this bacon is, and again, it shows you how bacon is just great. You know, I, I love Wright's bacon. Just, it's a little thicker. Um, you know, it's got the good Taste it's the best. It's this is is a, I brought the, the top of it. This oh is, yeah, this is Hatfield. Here. Okay, so look, I'm not even. From, this is the first time that I've ever done Hatfield bacon. Hatfield bacon. It is the, the most affordable bacon. Family owned, American made, Applewood smoked bacon. Okay, and so I, I you know, I, I'm looking at it, and I, I, the price was just beyond reasonable. So I bought you know two packs of. It. I said I'll give it a shot. Let, let's give it, and it's much like. Um, 
uh, the analogy of your Rafford Highlanders. It may not be at the at the top of the cut list, but I'm telling you, last night it was perfect. It was fun. Those guys played great. And I know you're going to go through and talk about the game, and I'm, I'm sure the call was great. Of course, I didn't listen to you last night because I was in, there in person. But the atmosphere and the back, awesome. the back and forth. I mean, that game went back and forth. Rafford starts out hot. Longwood finishes the first half and takes the lead against Rafford. I mean, you would never have thought that Longwood would have had the lead at any point. Uh, but they just gradually, you know, and they scored those last – four points to take the two-point lead at halftime, and then start the second half where all of a sudden you're really getting concerned. Um, are the Highlanders going to be able to pull this off? Because they were playing great. I mean, Longwood was passing the ball and playing a great defense. And then sure enough, uh, went down eight at some point, and then the Highlanders just started chipping away, chipping away, and the crowd did have an effect on Longwood. Longwood started uh, – Running their offense, but then the crowd would get loud. They knew the shot clock was down, and they started you know, making mistakes that a hometown um, fan base should bring out of, out of a visiting team. So, fantastic job. Um, yeah, by everybody involved. And I know how hard being in that department, how hard the support staff worked to help make that happen, getting the word out. Heck, we were giving away tickets yesterday. We gave away four pair here on the show. Well. They handed us tickets. We were walking around. There's, hey, would you like to come to the game and come out and fill it up? It's on us. And sure enough, they did. And I'll tell you, this rivalry now is stoked. You know, and everybody's talking about, hey, should they have stormed the the, um, the court last night? You're damn right they should have. Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> last year when we finished up the regular season at their place, right, they were the best team in the league sure. all year. And right. they might be the best team in the league right now. Who knows? But they weren't last night. Um, the final game, their students came out and they charged the – the floor when they beat us, right? It was just – it's just more of excitement than anything else. I remember they were coming over where we were broadcasting. One kid tried to jump over the table. I had to pick him up and throw him onto the floor. I was very angry. But any event, that yeah. uh, may or may not have happened. <laughs> but uh, – so, yeah. I mean, I'm glad the students wait, came wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. Your listeners need to hear. <laughs> we had a guy come the out and – sidebar. <laughs> and he started pushing. They were, they were leaning. They were, they were so close to the student section that they started coming out and they were pushing up against us on press row. Mm-hmm. So one guy, like, extended his arm, so I grabbed his hand, and I just slung him over the table. <laughs> and I just said, no, we're not – we were already upset that we lost. Don't be, don't be putting hand on me. You put hand on me, that's going to be a mistake that you're going to regret for a while. <laughs> I didn't train in the boxing ring for seven years thinking that someone's going to put a hand on me. You know what I'm saying? I, I am getting ready to be your legal counsel. <laughs> <laughs> but – I mean, they were excited. I was one of my point is their students accept this as hey, they beat Radford last night. Our students said we beat Longwood, and I hope those students remember how it felt to be part of that last night. So they can go, hey, even though national TV is not there, how about we show up, you know, for the game next time? I remind you legally that the statute of limitations. <laughs> On assault and battery is <laughs> one year, so we need to. We I need was to, assaulted first, though. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we need to keep it quiet. I don't want. To. I was assaulted first, <laughs> uh, but any event, it was a great atmosphere. And uh, what I love about Darius Nichols. So I wait mean, a second. Did did the radio broadcasters storm the 
the court last night just to get back at that Longwood fan base from last <laughs> no, night? No, no, we did not. We did not. <laughs> you and Cole didn't like just rip out because, of your chairs. <laughs> no, because we have perspective. And Cole, I think, is going to call in about uh, in about 15 minutes. Oh, good. I mean, yeah, uh, we can all talk about it. All of us went to bed last night with just that feeling. And again, you know, you, you talk about the Big South and who's the best team. The one thing that I've seen is just that um, the the crowd that uh, Darius has brought in is such a changeover from last year's team. Oh, to, to, totally to this new year. team. Totally new team. The what he's done is though he's matched everybody in the top of the Big South. So I don't know who the best team is because I think the matchups, Rick, are really. Um, really pretty good across the board. I mean, that's why all these games have been relatively close. They're all um, close. Every yeah, every yeah. game is tight. And you know, much like you and I celebrated Mike Jones, and what Mike Jones did is really instill kind of a love for defense and, and love for team defense. That's what's going on in this winning streak is is really good defense in clutch times where you have to get defend and then you have to get the rebound. Yeah, and they did that, and that was the thing about it because Longwood's the best offensive rebounding team in the conference. They did have 13 of them last night. Um, that really was why they were able to come back and take the lead going into halftime. But what I love about Darius is this. He comes out, and it's the same It's the same emotion. He, he comes out, and he's not all pumped up and excited. He just goes, um, yeah, we got a short turnaround time. we got to get on the bus tomorrow. we got to go to – Spartanburg to take on an upstate team that was the last team to beat Radford. He's already thinking about the next one. He wanted the kids to enjoy it last night, but when they go back to practice today, this game's done. Yeah, right. And and, and it should be. I mean that that is what you do when you're a competitor. Um, you soak it in for a little bit, but then you're on to the to the next contest. And upstate, don't yeah. I know you mentioned last night. Hey, we got a. Um, a, a term that I use with Darius when I talk to him is validation, and um, you got to validate. And in order for this to be really a big win, you got to validate it and prove it the next game. But I will tell you this: um, he's done that, and Upstate's good too. I mean, I don't. Oh no, they you know, they're well coached. They yeah. they got athletes. They're it, tough. They're that, a tough team. That's a tough matchup, man. I it's mean, gonna they, be tough. Yeah, they have they have good athletes. So I know that uh, it, it's just like in any day. Um, Upstate, uh, and that's University of South Carolina Upstate. They were not, um, they were not as good a team at one point as they are right now. That team has uh, has really the portal helped them too. Okay, that that portal got some kids that uh, I don't know exactly where they came from, but that's a different Upstate team, and that's what I'm talking about. Our guy that, Dave Dickerson, right? Yeah, Former Highlander assistant Dave, Dave Dickerson. Getting it done. I think he is. I mean, uh, and again, I don't know. I haven't followed him since they they beat us here, and I was uh, real pissed, you know, before we went on this winning streak. But uh, you, you're right. I do hope they go down there with the mission of okay, this is what they did to us, and we have to stop, um, you know, the, the matchups, and we can't. We can't forget that they have some really strong players. Well, it was a lot of fun, and thanks to everybody who came out. I know all the students are probably not awake this morning because they probably did other things after the game last night, but uh, it was a it was a raucous uh, atmosphere. How many students wow. do you think listen to your oh, – well, <laughs> last night they, they were rocking the house. This morning there's none. Of, there, I'd say negative – is there a negative number that's probably awake listening? I mean, this is an <laughs> – this is an old man show, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah, they, you don't know what 6 a.m. is. No, right? come on. Man. For their 8 o'clock class, they get up at 7.52, right? I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you this. I bet uh, 
if you get the word out this, that we talked about the Highlanders, they're going to podcast this thing a bunch. Oh, yeah, we do get a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Us. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's no – Yeah, they're not up this morning. No, no, no. They're, they're, not, they're not with us this morning. Not no, at all. Not no, at all. But I'll, I'll bet you that uh, BTs and Sharkies had, their, oh, had yeah. their share of nice nighttime business last night. No, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. All right, it's 22 past. We've got our legal counsel, Richie Davis, in the studio. We'll hear from my broadcast partner last night, Cole Wilder, in about 15 minutes. Big night for the Highlanders. It didn't work out so well for the Tech ladies last night, which we'll get into. And we lost another sports legend late last night. And, man, oh, man, it's just been a horrible 2023 for that. Billy Packer passes away at the age of 82. Mark Packer, his son, put it on his uh, social media. Very, very sad. We'll take a break. Coming back on the Finally Friday edition. Stay with us. Miss something? Oh, you missed that? Well, here it is. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anytime. Yeah, we missed you so much. Available wherever you get your podcasts. BDSD will return in a moment on WRAD. So moments after the game last night, Darius Nichols tweeted, Thank you, Radford University students in the city of Radford, for the support tonight. You guys made a difference. There's no question. Um, See, it's fun in the Deadman Center. The only atmosphere does not exist at Castle Coliseum. It's a great atmosphere down at the Deadman Center, albeit, uh, you know, about half the size. But maybe that makes it even a little bit more cozy, right, when you have that many people kind of. I just know that the the energy – the energy from the start of the game through the entire game was there. It so was we, intense. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I love Castle Coliseum, uh, but that that place uh, earned itself right there from just the beginning to the end. Everybody was into it. The players played at a high level, and it just uh, it made for a great, great uh, college atmosphere. And Longwood will play it down, but they debuted their brand new uniforms last night. They were saving those for the Radford game. Um, They've added light blue to their color scheme. And last night they wore their traditional navy, but instead of the silver, they had uh, the light blue numbers and letters. And that was something that they were waiting, I was told, for the game with Radford. So they already look at it as being, you know, A big rival game, and it was. And look, let's say this for the truth as well. For Longwood, that game didn't mean as much as it meant for these 10 new players for Radford. Let's just say it the way it is. That's a veteran team. They have four starters back, eight of their top nines back from last year. They needed the game, but at the same time, they feel like, all right, you know what? We're going to be okay because we've been through this before. Well, for these Radford kids, it was, okay, look what we just experienced and look what we got done it's part of that journey right especially when you have so many new players yeah and and uh for griffin his boys the reality is this uh-oh rafford has brought in some yeah. players right and uh they they're gonna they're gonna be a factor one way or the yeah. other when yeah. it gets down to the season uh they've already proven in the in this last little two-week stretch that uh yeah that they have become this team i love the word team and uh, and that is exactly what's going on for the Highlanders, Rick. They are a good passing, a good team defense, a good rebounding team, and it's all new kids. And so that was the message to Longwood: is uh, 
Yeah, check out this edition of the Highlanders. And they did it last night without Obanuchi Eziakodu, who was in studio with us on Monday. He started to feel bad Sunday afternoon, and then as the day went on Monday, Tuesday, he really felt bad. So yeah. he had flu-like symptoms, and it hit him really hard Wednesday night, and he was dehydrated. So um, we kept him out. Chad Hyatt wanted to keep him out, did not think he should play. He was very upset. But uh, Chad and I gave him a big hug after the game, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So he should be good to go for tomorrow's game, which is, is huge because now you're starting the second time through the conference schedule. Last night concluded all the first-time opponents with Longwood. So Highlanders are 7-2. and two. They're in second place. They're a game out of first. UNC Asheville leads the way. I heard from some of those folks last night. They were excited. They were watching. We'll be back. Richie Davis in studio. Cole Wilder joins us. Davis in studio with us right now joining us on our BDST Baker team hotline it's Cole Wilder he called the game with me last night what is up C-Dub good morning Rick you know and I'm you know obviously in a great mood because I walked woke up to the best news that I could have you know the Buccaneers are interviewing Clint Kubiak that uh, you know, the, the orchestrator of that you know electrifying Broncos passing game and you know, nothing excites me more on a Friday morning. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, boy, you have to just be thrilled. I know why you really woke up excited. Well, for two reasons. For one, you get to talk to me while you're laying in bed. I think that's your ultimate fantasy, although you don't you don't want to tell your wife that. And secondly, the Highlanders came away with a very impressive win last night. Yeah, and, you know, that's definitely, in my eyes, the best win they've had all season. You know, that win last night was better than, you know, a big comeback win. You know, it – it's much easier, you know, to get down 15, 20 points in the first half and have a comeback win than it is to do what the Highlanders did last night. When you, when you come out of the gate, you throw your best punch like they did, you know, up 11 early on Longwood, and then you turn around and go into halftime down. And then in the second half, Longwood starts to creep up a lead. I think they got up to seven points and be able to come together and fight back, missing a key player, um, you know. I like seeing the Highlanders win when not everybody was clicking at the same time. Richie Davis, our legal counsel in studio as well, and uh, we were there, and uh, the atmosphere was terrific. And, you know, something you and I talked about, Cole, during the broadcast was how this Radford team, you know, they did it without Brian Antoine for a couple of games. They had to go without uh, Obi last night. I mean, it didn't really matter that they were shooting poorly, and Richie touched on it. I never saw a drop-off in effort, right? It didn't – it never seemed to get – and that's what Dara said first thing. We're down – Forty-nine, forty-one, and then you're thinking, okay, six minutes to go. Okay, well, they gave it a shot. It's done, right? But they never felt that way. 
Yeah, and I think for the rest of the season, that's not something we're going to see from this Highlanders team. They play hard. You know, they, they, they have all the pieces that you need. You know, they have not just one guard, but multiple guards that can score. They really have, you know, two guys that are great on offense down low in the post. You know, Justin Archer obviously is coming on. He, you know, he's just been amazing. They have depth. So, you know, if you have a guy that gets in foul trouble, if you have a starter that has to miss the game for injury, they have that guy that can step up. How about, you know, you, 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 you lose your starting point guard, and then who do you bring in? Josiah Jeffers, the guy who started, you know, a ton of games for the Highlanders. And then how do you bring it all together, that attitude they have, that team? You know, I think one of my biggest concerns is sometimes this team can be a little bit too unselfish. Um, you know, I look at a guy like Brian Antoine, I'm still waiting for him to absolutely go off. Um, but this team, you know, they play hard. And I love Coach Nicholas. You know, I saw him sitting there with you after the game. And if you just looked at his body language, you know, you wouldn't have been able to tell that there was just a big home win in front of a big crowd against the defending champions. He was all business. And you could tell his mind had already turned to upstate. Oh, there's no doubt. And, Richie, you've known him longer than I have. And the thing about it, that's not put on. That's who he is. He's already, He had already moved on from the game by the time he came out to do postgame last night. Yeah. And that's the way yeah, it was, nah. right? Yeah. yeah, I felt a little awkward. I was like, good game coach. And he just, you know, didn't really give a lot of love there. You know, I think he didn't even like hearing that. He was, you know, already on to the next one. And he didn't even want myself to. He almost punched you. I know, right? I know. I was, I was like, come on, coach. You can smile a little bit. Um, but again, I you know I heard you talking about attitude, and it all starts with him. You know, I've seen it when things are going good, and you know he's the guy that's over there clapping guys up on the bench. And what happens? The other guys start clapping about when you know they're not playing well, and he gets on somebody. What do the other guys do? They get on somebody. You know, they really feed off of his energy. You know, so I have to imagine if he's coming out of the locker room like that, that's what his players were doing as well. What do you think about that, Richie? Well, I mean, I mean you well, remember him as a player? Yeah, no, he's a great player. I mean, come on, he was always uh, a great point guard at a high level. Just um, he, he did run the team. Now he was uh, a scorer in high school, but not really at the level. And that—that's what his team kind of plays like. Uh, you guys are talking about uh, the team, and you, you're hoping that somebody breaks out. You know what? Darius was an ultimate team player, a distributor of the ball, and played great in-your-face defense. And that's really – look, the, the whole collection of this winning streak, is it six right now? Is that is – Yeah, six straight okay. after last night. So in six straight, not one time has there been um, one player that has carried everybody, that it's been dominant. It has been a total team concept, both both ends of the floor. And uh, you know what, what uh, Rick has to do for you, Cole? He, he opened the show by playing uh, the great stretch there at, with about three minutes to go. So, Rick, you got to recue that so Cole can hear, his, <laughs> hear himself at the Devon Center last night. Uh, we need to listen to that again. But you mean Cole, When Cole tried to throw out the fake modesty, with, hey, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but I called the, he called the uh, KG coming off the screen hitting well, the three. I didn't wanna, right, Cole? I didn't want to I didn't want to <laughs> bring it up that, and, that, that Cole is just the smartest guy in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, if it's just me and Rick, you know, that's not very hard, Richie. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with you there. No doubt about it. <laughs> but, see, hey, play it, man. Rick, cue that thing back up. I, I know Cole wants to hear what a, well, great, I don't know what a great call you guys. You can do it. Look, man. I'd love to. You know, it, it was very electric. Sports. And, you know, coming out of, you know, the COVID times when we had games with no fans there, it was great to see that.
Yeah, and the uh, we we were just talking about it. See, I don't think that the the run when Longwood um, when Longwood got back up. Um, I don't know if my hearing went out. No, you're good. No, okay. I, I, okay. Did yeah. I did that. I did that. I'm trying to find something here. Uh, you asked me to find something, okay. so you go ahead and talk to I Cole. I want you to find it. Hey, Cole, I don't think yeah. that uh, that Rafford really let it down. I really believe that uh, you know that Longwood took the lead because they're really good. Yeah, play it, baby. Yeah, I won't be. I got all right, you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, I won't be able to find it. I don't have enough time to find While we're still waiting on Rick, because I feel like that's what we do our, <laughs> our watch, I think you're exactly right. You know, er, early on, you know, it, it wasn't that Longwood was playing bad. They're just not hitting shots. And, you know, um, that's going to happen against good teams. And Bradford was able to do that. You know, in the second half, they weren't hitting shots. And that's the sign of a team. Can you still win big games when shots aren't falling? Can you do the little things? Brian Antoine twice jumping in the passing lane getting a steal for an easy bucket. Can you steal a couple of offensive boards like Justin Archer did late? Can you get a big and one? Little things like that. Can you do, you know, can you win a big game when things are going that way? Because you know as well as I do, if you want to, you know, contend for a conference title, you have to win three games in a row. And you're not going to play your best all three games. You know, you have to find a way to get a victory even when things aren't hitting. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what took place last night. And so you, you talk about when you go through streaks of not um, hitting shots. You know, there was a lot of great defense last night. I mean, what I saw was Longwood and Rafford both just playing on both ends of the floor. And, again, the, the crowd from the beginning to the end was fantastic. You mentioned um, Brian Antoine. I mean, he started out that game fantastic. And then at the end of the game, I mean, he, he made some incredible plays. And I, Rick's kept trying to get there. Because uh, he he wants you to hear your wonderful analysis. <laughs> How are we doing, Rick? Man? Here, let me let me just do this. I'm just going to play. Here you go, Carl, so you can hear yourself There's because Christmas. of your. You called it a minute ago. Massive right? that ego. That was unreal. There you go. You called it exactly. We, Cole and I were talking. They said they're going to break, break the press and find Christmas in the corner. They did, but he didn't launch. Look it. how I give you credit on the air call. Thirteen to shoot. I love Edward it. By one. See there. Houston to Christmas. <laughs> there you go. You gave you. I gave you on air credit. <laughs> I mean, you guys are acting like I'm surprised that I correctly predicted a play. You know, I, I, uh, I am the Tony Romo of Big South basketball. Well, let's let's hope not. Let's hope you're a little bit better than that. Okay, we got to do. We got to figure out how Tony Romo would have called that last night. That's true. That's true. What he opened up the show with was when uh, we uh, that sequence. We, yeah, yeah the, K- the, KG made the three pointer, and the, you said. I don't like to tell you, Rich, but I did call that. <laughs> and then yeah, but KG is one of those. You know, KG is one of those players that you can see it in his eyes. You know, he is. You have a lot of shooters that you know if they miss three or four shots, you know they're afraid to take that next shot or they're going to try to alter their shot. That kid does not care at all. He is living possession by possession, and you know he had to be quite honest a pretty awful first half. But man, he hit. I went back and watched the replay of that, you know, step back three he had laid, and man, that was, you know, about as big a shot as he's had in his career so far. It really was. It really was. And uh, you did a great job last night. Appreciate it having you. For those that don't quite get it, KG is Kenyon Giles. Kenyon Giles. Freshman. No conscience whatsoever. And he's a really good three point shooter. And he is the energy. I'll I'll give him that. He brings. The excitement, and then it uh, it just feeds throughout his team. 
Cole, we appreciate you. I know you got to get ready for school. Um, I know your day will go much better. I think all you'll talk about is the game last night and your experience with me and Richie in your own bed today. <laughs> yeah, that that was fun, and I, I you know I would love to do that. But again, I'm going to be re- reviewing that Denver Broncos playbook just to oh, yeah. get a little sense of uh, you know all the misery I'm going to have next year. Enjoy Clint Kubiak. You'll have fun with that. All, All right. right, take care. All right, my friend, be good. There you go. That's uh, Cole Wilder joining us, my broadcast partner last night, from his own bed, by the way. Gus was a little upset that you didn't let him uh, join in in the you know, if, if, if Now, Gus has I, been happy because I've been feeding by <laughs> Gus my uh, how, little bit of the bacon. How's that bacon going over there? The bacon's right? going really well. <laughs> going really. The new brand is just fine, more affordable brand. Can't always spend $96 for the Wright's bacon. I get it. Uh, yeah. I get it. I did just the opposite, and that just shows you the quality of what bacon is. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> no, matter. it doesn't it's, really it, matter. It is the filet mignon. <laughs> I love this dog, by the way. This is like uh, we have Gus in here, and he is. Not, what is Gus? Tell me again what Gus is, his breed, because I always forget. Uh, he's an old English yellow lab. He and, weighs what? Uh, he 640? <laughs> he's He's... <laughs> He's huge. He's a swelt 99 pounds. He's svelte 99 pounds. He is svelte. I know that. He's got little barbells down here he's pumping during the show. All right, so we are excited about Radford, but we would be remiss if, um, you know, you get home and you're unwinding and you're all pumped up. And I bet I was home maybe 20 minutes. And then Mark Packer released uh, last night um, that his father, Billy Packer, had passed away at the age of 82. He'd had admitted to the hospital a couple days ago. Apparently, he finally succumbed to uh, kidney failure. And you think back to our college basketball television days, if you're growing up and loving uh, then, it was NBC, and then I think they switched to CBS, and it was that trio of Dick Enberg, the great coach Al McGuire, and Billy Packer. And, man, I'll tell you what, to this day, that's still maybe the best trio of basketball announcers that you could ever have right in yeah, one broadcast I mean, look I, I didn't even know the news until you announced it and uh, yeah I really really like Billy Packer because again he was somewhat humble in the way he delivered the game but he knew so much about basketball loved the ACC and um, and you're right uh, grew into a national broadcaster and I thought that he was uh, exactly what you want you want an intelligent Yet uh, that was not, it. That's not, it. Yeah, he was so smart, intelligent. Yeah. Yet not trying to overpower you with knowing, you know, maybe a little bit more than you. He's just trying to explain it to you. And um, yeah, Billy Packer was a legend. And um, you know, we're all going to pass. And um, I know, you know, I know. But he 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 deserves accolades. And I know his uh, Mark, his son is uh, is also entertaining to me. And yeah, um, yeah. But Billy Billy was kind of a um, unique thing in uh, in himself he wasn't he wasn't like uh, what you do and, and what uh, Mark Packer does and, and that is you know kind of get on a show and talk he was a analyst and uh, did a great job of it fantastic speaking of Mark here's the tweet last night um, he said the Packer family would like to share some sad news our amazing father Billy has passed we take peace knowing that he's in heaven with Barb uh, his wife uh, R.I.P. Billy and uh, there you go Mark Packer of course uh Good friends with our own uh, West Durham. Been a terrible 2023 in terms of just v- visible, whatever you want to say. I mean, whether it's music, whether it's in the athletic realm, we have lost so many people, right, since the turn of the calendar. It's just 
That's not just. Can it please stop? I mean, it's like every day you go. Who, who's next? You know, Rick. Uh, we're like many of your listeners uh. in this early morning. We're, we're in our fifties. I'm sure there mo- most of us out there listening are forties and fifties, something like that, sixties. You kind of start to just know all the names. You know, you 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 grew up with these personalities and these people that, uh, you know, and, and Billy Packer's a great example. We grew up listening to him call great basketball games, and uh, and you have a personal uh, attachment to somebody like that, and it just hurts. And it's no different than, like you said, I mean, uh, uh, you've got musicians that uh, you listen to all through your upbringing, and then the next thing you know, you hear that they pass kind of suddenly, and you're like, oh, I really uh, wasn't expecting that. But it just... Yeah, we're in that age. I know. And then you see the age of the folks, and you go, okay, well, I guess it makes sense. But at the same time, it doesn't make it a, a whole lot easier. So but, um, here's here's the underlying. You, you, you know that uh, they all said um, how much they meant to each other, and hopefully you get to say your goodbyes. I just want to say it to you right now, Rick. You ready? I love you, man. <laughs> I hope that doesn't mean I'm going to have trouble this weekend on my trip. <laughs> no. By the way, uh, something that got lost in the box score last night, Justin Archer, yet another double-double. That's three in a row, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Oh, he had a great they, they, rebounding they, night. He did. He didn't get to score as much because they did a nice job. Griff Aldridge knows the kind of player he's become. And Josiah Jeffers, who originally committed to Longwood, he was our player of the game. Back five years ago, he committed to Longwood, and Mike Jones said, can I come see you? He said, sure, I'll take a visit. And guess what? Mike Jones went in there. Next day, he said, sorry, Longwood, I'm going to Radford. So he got a little pumped up. Now, this was before Griff Aldrich was there at Longwood, but still, you could kind of see it in Joe's eyes. He got he mentioned it in the post game too. Hey, it's a little revved up when he, he plays Longwood. He sticks around and then uh, gets you know he started many games, but then he gets a start again last night, and then he's the player of the game. I didn't know he you named him player of the game, but yeah, thirteen fantastic. points, four assists. Oh, I know. I, I mean, yeah. he just he did I, it all. Look, last that night. whole team last night. I don't really. I didn't really see anybody that um, that that dropped off. Everybody contributed at their time when they were on the court. And what was great, too, I know some of the guys who came out, I looked over and there were like a group of three or four of the players. Who'd they have on, uh, on FaceTime? It was Obanucci, who wasn't there. Right. You know, and they were sharing the moment with him. And it just kind of shows you the kind of guys that these are. It's and really cool. he's, he, he's been such a huge part of the streak in that uh, he's really become the point guard uh, leader. Yeah, he has. Of, of he how has. this team has evolved. So. But like we go back to the team. I mean, he's got he's got nine guys that he's playing, and uh, they all mean they're all contributing. In my humble opinion, they are. They are. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back as we uh, roll along here. Hour number one. Highlighter's a huge win and again. Thanks to everybody who came out. It was an outstanding, and I mean an outstanding turnout last night. We had a lot of fun. We love you too, Tony. Tony just said he loved us, me and you both. Tony Powell. Yeah, Tony, you might love us, but I bet you're not in bed scantily clad like Cole Wilder just was when he called. We'll be back to wrap up our one. He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. Ladies and gentlemen, please, would you bring your attention to me?
More Big Dog Sports Talk next on WRAD. I mean, and now we get some Joan Jet. I mean, come on. Celebration continues. <laughs> We're wrapping up hour one, Richie Davis, legal counsel in studio. It's a party in <laughs> the studio. Your McAdoo Studios throwing down big dogs. We needed Joni Jet there last night. By the way, Wayne, every day I caress my Joan Jet Fuko Pop that he got me. I think that's what it's called. Funko? Fuko? I don't know. I gotta be careful how I say that. I might get in trouble with the FCC and my boss here. You have the right to remain silent. Exactly. All right, there we go. I knew it was coming soon. All right, so first hour's in the books. Hour two, we've got Jen and Mike Ashley in the third hour. Of course, Mike just celebrated a birthday. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Mike may have had surf and turf for his birthday dinner. Funko Pop. Thank you very much. That's what it's called. <laughs> I had four different listeners. Funko Pop. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back hour two straight ahead. Hope you're okay wherever you might be here on the finally Friday edition. <laughs> 